1: Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing on this fine day?
2: I'm here to kill your monster, Chris. <laughs> You like my big voice? I, I, I don't know why that that came out. Yeah, I like your deep voice, and I very much enjoyed the fact that you started the show uh, just as I was sipping my coffee. And I went ah, and you went hello and welcome. I was like, oh dear, I hope that that's makes a bit it loud, is not it? I hope that makes it. in. Oh yeah, yeah, it will do. I'm I'm, I'm not that good at uh, not that good at uh, sorting the uh, sorting the the audio out or the edit out that that closely, To be honest, so how are you doing, man? It's uh, it's been a week of. Fun, games, and all sorts.
1: Awesome. Fun and ga- Not for me, mate. I've been in a bloody room editing all week, pumping out videos every turn. It's Content. Been a, it's been a, a pretty hardcore <laughs> week. Well, first with the Kyoto video, and then with the other video with Ryotaro, where we got drunk in a forest. I don't know if you
2: caught that one yes it was good fun I did indeed I watched that I watched that uh, yesterday um, while I was on I've got a, I think I've said before I'm, I'm on I've got a little elliptical trainer in the uh, a little kind of thing that, that, that exercises me or I exercise it rather yeah. uh, in the garage and I stick on a bronze Japan or I stick on a guy who goes around the old uh, Soviet nations bald and bankrupt oh I love him um, he's I, d- great. I don't think he's amazing but he, I, d- he? I think he's um, he sometimes says um, things about women that make me go cringe a little bit but <laughs> (laughs) If you cut that out I'd be, I'd be more into him to be honest, but he does go to some amazing places, some really interesting places, and he speaks Russian. And he, but it, it basically, I'm doing the elliptical trainer, and I feel like I've gone somewhere. I feel like I've been somewhere, uh, to be quite frank. I, I, I watched, even watched a man. I'd run out of your videos, <laughs> and I started watching a man uh, driving around on a bike around the Yamanote Line. <laughs> that was <sounds laughs> like, amazing. and Watasando and Shibuya, and just sort of like dry, like riding around and he massively underestimated how long it was. Gonna to take uh, oh, and he ends up brilliant. doing half of it in the dark it's brilliant <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Yamanote <laughs> brilliant. line
1: around central Tokyo is a lot bigger than you think honestly
2: yeah, uh, not for the yeah of it part. rattles around doesn't it, it, it- Uh, uh, a fair fair whack. So that's what I've been doing. So obviously I've been um, a real uh, content vulture uh, for the stuff you've been bussing out. I've seen you in the forest with a Ryotaro drinking water out of a stream. Did it really taste that nice? You know what? Did the water out of the stream really taste that nice? It wasn't that bad.
1: Uh, For those of you who haven't seen it, I went on a trip with Ryotaro to Gunma Prefecture. It's about two hours outside of Tokyo. We're gradually kind of working our way down Japan, right? We've done Tohoku in the north 500 times. Mm. So we thought we'd mix it up, go somewhere new. (laughs) And Gunma's kind of famous for its sake because Got a lot of mountains, and Saki brewery is always bang on about how important the water is and how pure it needs to be and all this. And uh, I, you kind of go, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. And then this time, the guy at the brewery is like, "Come with me." And you get in his car, you drive up into a forest, up a mountain. You get out the car, you walk through a bunch of snow in this forest, and you come to this little stream. And he pulls out a champagne glass, sticks it in the stream, takes a sip. And he's like,
2: "Yeah,
1: my, and he's like, "Oh." okay and then he it does it for you and you sort of he sort of hands it over and you kind of i you know i've never done this before i don't think i've ever drunk out of a stream quite like that before uh i, mm. I sort of looked at the glass and inspected it to see if i could see anything in it like a leaf or soil or something but it was, it was relatively <laughs> pure and i drank it and yeah. it tasted just
2: like Evian or any kind of bottled water it was pretty good it's pretty nice and you're just out the hospital now so after <laughs> your stomach getting pumped because of all of the disease the hepatitis um yeah the uh, yeah I, it did look blooming delicious and it, and it did look very i, I, I did uh, i must give you mad props for how you um filmed that one uh, you made riotero and that man uh, sat on a sat on a rock uh, drinking sake look like some kind of goddamn dream I must admit, even beautiful. I was blown away by
1: that. It was delighting, right? We had the kind of morning lights coming through mm. the trees and the sort of the steam rising off the water or something. it just looked really picturesque. So there is mm. a shot in yeah. that video that looks like a commercial for sake or something. So I was really proud does, of that. Yeah.
2: Does. There you yeah, it. Does? Does? Yeah, you can't be pleased with that. Well, the, uh, so it's so all those hours in the uh, at the uh, at the editing um core face have paid off. I like the uh, also the the, the the program, the little mini documentary about the man who um, converts and improves uh re- refurbishes um, Kyoto townhouses. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'd I very much it. enjoyed you doing um you doing a bit of shabu shabu cooking in the middle of it, shabu sukiyaki. whatever yeah, yeah, the hell yeah, yeah. it was. Well, yeah, it looked what, delicious, know, that looked amazing
1: It's a bit daunting though, because as we all know I can't cook um, As you, if Anyone that's <laughs> watching a braun Japan video will know I can't cook, even though I eat an awful <laughs> lot of food And uh, yeah mm. So i got this traditional inn, really beautiful place And I'm sitting there alone in the evening And the guy that runs it, really nice guy uh, He kind of, he was like Here's your sukiyaki, and I was like oh great which is a hot pot you know with vegetables and beef and whatnot <laughs> yeah and you have to sort of first of all it's just a big hot pot with boiling water and you have to sort of gradually put in the vegetables and then you put in the beef and it's kind of an idiot proof dish because it's just like the the instructions are just put the things in the bowl let them cook eat the things <laughs> and so even i can do it and i did and it was glorious but like <laughs> sitting in a matia this kind of traditional tokyo uh, kyoto townhouse right it's just such a nice experience, because you're really shut off from mm. the world. Uh, like, in the video, yeah. I don't know if it captured it, but it was just so bloody cosy, because it's hidden down this, like, side mm. street, off a, another big road, and then down an alleyway, and it was really well hidden. And you sort of go in, and it's really shut off from the world. You've got your own little private zen garden, and your sukiyaki. Yeah, it's glorious. Really quite nice. So it's a yeah. good place.
2: I, I like you talking about the um, the uh, shutters, the, the kind of, like... Um, uh, vertical, like sort of thin wooden shutters uh, that yeah, were very slats, in vogue yeah. uh, in like the 14th century or the 13th century uh, in, in in Kyoto um, because there was a lot of social upheaval. I was like, Jesus, it, how soft are the of the people of Kyoto that they couldn't break down a couple of small wooden slats <laughs> to get inside?
1: <laughs> I've always wondered what those were for. The uh, the kind of metal, the the wooden slats, right? Mm. Apparently, it's for that. Seem but also lot, after the old conflict in the, I think the 14th century. The uh, they're just good because the the streets are quite narrow and people are just walking straight past your your living room. It yeah. kind of gives a bit of privacy, right? People can't see in. Yeah, no, they definitely can because they're wooden slats that you can look straight <laughs> through. But anyway, beautiful. When you it come over next, we'll have to take you down there.
2: And it was the first. Oh, every month, every week, you say this, and I'm so upset. Just I imagine, can't... it's gonna be great. <laughs> I was like, I've. The, I wanted to... the only video I've
1: made in Kyoto, I think, was with you, and it's like the most disappointing Kyoto video because it's like people like oh go on Chris take us on a tour of Kyoto show us the the King Kakuji Temple show us the Philosopher's Path and I'm like no let's go look at a monkey park and then make some models yeah make some toys
2: well we sort of arrived in yeah so we arrived in the middle of the night didn't we I guess after a a short uh, drive down the coast and it was very very lovely but yeah it was uh it was um it was quite rainy and dark when we got there, and then the next day we just digged about. So
1: <laughs> hopefully, I've made up for that now with this uh, with this latest Kyoto video. Mm. I'll tell you why I haven't done though. I still haven't been to the Tom Hanks restaurant, mm. uh, as brought uh, up what? in recent episodes. We've had uh, we had, I can't remember the name of the chap that uh, went to a restaurant and was tempted in a few weeks ago by the restaurant mm. the restaurateur that owned it who. Uh, He brought out a picture of Tom Hanks and was like, come and eat here. Tom Hanks has been here. (laughs) And funnily enough, after we read that out, we received uh, a message from Sylvia from Ottawa. Hello, Sylvia. And she says, hi, Pete and Chris. I've been to that sober restaurant. It's a sober place near Akihabara. When you get the English menu, the picture of Tom Hanks eating there is on the first page. Uh, We went in when it was really busy. so There was no explanation. We just got the menu and surprise. There's Tom Hanks. It's a place called (laughs) Kandamatsuya. If I recall correctly More restaurants should have pictures of Tom Hanks On their menu, I say Hungry regards, Sylvia There you go, mm. I wonder how many folks This well. is the podcast, isn't it, for the future Just people messaging us that they've also been to the Tom Hanks restaurant near Akihabara.
2: <laughs> no, it's glory. The, um, the 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 there's a um, speaking of um, the, the Tinsel and celluloid and uh, restaurants and and, and uh, stuff. Um, there is a fairly well known little bar in Shibuya. And I'm, I'm probably talking about this before, but um, there is uh, basically it's just a, a little bar that only does cocktails. But it's called uh, Hachigatsu no Kujira, which I think is Whales of August. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Say right? Kujira, Hachigatsu. Yeah, no Kujira. Uh, really? anyway. Um well, But it it's Whales of August. Well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty random. So well. So. <laughs> so so Wales of August I believe is a film but every single cocktail and they've got hundreds uh, on their books that they can make, um, every single cocktail uh, is named after a film but the great thing about it is that uh, Japanese people clearly don't know what was popular film wise in the west versus the east so there's just films about like American Pie the college years next to Jaws next to (laughs) Face Off next to Apocalypse Now next to Paddington to the movie. It just doesn't make any bloody sense. It's fantastic. If you ever get a chance, I heartily recommend how you get to know because uh yeah, it's just it's just all there's just loads of weirdly named cocktails. What? Some of them in in, in katakana but uh, but some of them written in English. Either way, just confusing. So you go in and you like I want a
1: face off and then they make a drink based mm. on the John Wee classic. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that what what's in that? What would be in it? I you, and it doesn't make any sense. none of the drinks make any sense. If there is a, a famous drink in a film, yeah, of course they'll be you know they'll be able to make that, but no I mean they'll, 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 there's no, usually no connection between the drink and the film, and the films are chosen by random absolute random
1: well, i've actually I've walked past <laughs> it, it quite a few times. Um, I remember you mentioned it. A couple of years back, and I walked past it, <laughs> and I was tempted to go in. It's quite uh intimidating looking bar, right? It's one of those bars where there's just some stairs mm. leading down into nothingness, and you've got to pluck up the courage mm. to go down and and, and you know t- t- tackle it head on. But I've not had the courage until now. <laughs> but I will make, I will go for it. It's really near the, uh, <laughs> the Shibuya crossing, right? It's like two minutes from Shibuya yeah. crossing. It's near Basketball
2: Street. It's on Basketball Street, I believe. There you
1: go. I'll, I'll add that to my hit list along with go. the Tom Hanks restaurant. <laughs> uh, we've got a story of the week this week from Jeremy from Montreal, Canada. Uh, and it ties into a story I told a few weeks ago. Uh, when I was in Onomichi in Hiroshima, I was sitting at a dock, I had a beer, and a Japanese guy came over, discovered I was from the UK, and then for the next 25 minutes he reeled off every single aspect, every facet of British culture that he knew. He didn't go into detail, he literally just said, ''Oh, Oxford University, yeah, Princess Diana, yeah, fish and chips, yeah.'' And it just went like 25 minutes. And Jeremy had a similar experience. He says, hello Chris and Pete. When I heard last Sunday's story about a Japanese random dude coming up to Chris and blurting out a list of UK related things, I felt like I had to chime in with my own version of the exact same situation. My wife and I visited Japan in January 2018. One day, as we were waiting for our train, a random Japanese bloke with very limited English came up to us and asked where we were from. I answered that we were both Canadians. His face immediately lit up. As he said, "Oh, Brian Adams." My wife and I answered, oh, uh, "Yeah, Brian Adams, because because Canada, right? Yeah." And then he continued, "Oh, Heaven! Oh, oh!" And then we went, "Yeah, Heaven. Yes, good good song." And then he goes, oh, summer of 69. Then we say, yeah, oh, yeah, summer of 69. We know, we know that one. It's, it's good that. At this point, this my, knowledge, Brian Adams. my knowledge of Brian Adams was exhausted. <laughs> but he went on and on. Run to you. Oh, oh. Then he ponders a while. Oh, everything I do, I do it for you. After several song titles later, he abruptly turned around and went, oh, thank you. And then just walked off What an enthusiastic chap I wish my <laughs> Japanese was better As I feel it could have turned into an awesome encounter Cheers Jeremy from Montreal I don't know, Brian Adams is a really big deal in Japan My good friend Yuki uh, he, is, he every time in his his car, he owns this massive uh, American Jeep um, for, for whatever reason, mm. and it really stands out amongst yeah. the small cars. And he just blurts out Brian Adams and the Star Wars soundtrack. You've got one of like two <laughs> potential soundtracks: it's either Star Wars or Brian Adams, and I don't know why. <laughs> or Brian
2: Adams. You would think that you would think that the Groover from Vancouver would be. <laughs> Uh, except he's not actually from Vancouver he's from somewhere else Uh, but he um, you would think that he would it wouldn't be a big deal in in Japan but I guess it's that kind of like 90s people discovering American like pop culture kind of maybe that's the connection I can't really figure out really but but uh, look he he knows how to write a pop song
1: (laughs) he's alright I do like Run To You because it's on the about cheating on your wife oh god it's on the (laughs) yeah it's a good song uh, I heard it on Vice City GTA Vice City and that's what Mm. triggered my 80s obsession so it's on
2: there isn't it I'd love to to go back and play a bit of Vice City that'd be lovely that it's a great game I don't
1: know if the graphics really hold up in the same way Goldeneye is a bit unplayable Although many people have uh, wanted me killed for saying that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear more of this, uh, more of stories of uh, you guys that have travelled Japan, mentioned your country, and then had every aspect of your entire culture reeled off to you in twenty minutes. So let's go. <laughs> if that's and happened if you,
2: again, and if you, uh, yeah, and if you want to have a go at Chris about his uh, hatred of uh, GoldenEye, <laughs> or how it's not. Whoa, well, well, I love GoldenEye, <laughs> but, but I mean- loved it. Well, look. Some games. Some games. You go back and you start playing. And you go. Oh, it's not, not as good as I remember. Actually, um, a mate sent me. Um, he, he does pay off for a, um, a Evercade. Have you heard of this? No. It's like a little. Um, it's like a little kind of Nintendo Switch kind of a uh, little games console, right? And you can you can either play it on, on with a little screen that's included, or you can plug it into your telly over HDMI. And um, basically. You can buy all these games for this little games machine, and it's not like a, a normal kind of retro emulating machine. It's basically um, they've licensed all of these games, so you get like collections from like games that used to be on the Atari Lynx, or games that were made by the the, the developers Interplay. Uh, my favourite one is the one that's uh, the Oliver Twins. Remember Dizzy? You probably don't remember Good Dizzy. Lord, You're mate. too young for it. But Dizzy. it was it was uh, it was a it was a talking egg uh, that <laughs> used to hang out with a lot of other eggs, uh, and it had. it was like a little graphic adventure a little platformy adventure you had little objects and stuff and I loved the puzzles in it and it it was a on every exercise book I owned on every binder on every folder I used to draw this little egg called Dizzy and he was really really charming he's my favourite thing ever and um, yeah so they've licensed all these games and they they come in little kind of boxes and little kind of cartridges and you put them in the back of this Evercade thing and uh, it because retro people who buy retro games they actually quite like boxes it's like the Japanese thing like you find all these New Geo games are back in the day. They're boxed and they're beautifully put together, and they've got a little instructions manual. So they're kind of taking it back to that a little bit. I was really impressed, actually. I was really impressed with the, the price. So there's my plug for ever kid. <laughs> well, no, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I was the just physical, really surprised.
1: just holding physical things, right? Yeah. the digital world. It's nice to go back to that, right?
2: What do, you, what do you remember? Like when you were a kid, like getting a video game, and you know, you'd be on. I remember buying a video game called a Train, which is like a weird SimCity game based around trains. Even though I didn't like SimCity, I, did, I had no interest in in, in 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 trains but I went to York one day with my mum and dad and uh, I was like well I've got to buy a game I've got you know a bit of money in my pocket burning a hole I'm going to buy a game and just reading the manual on the way back and smelling the the, the plastic and oh man takes me back so it brought me back to being eight years old again I I used to love that
1: I, I remember I think when I got the first GTA game Comes with a little map and stuff. I remember pulling it out the case and studying it and being like, "Where am I gonna? Where am I gonna go to?" and things like that. <laughs> like, I miss that. I'd still get you know you still yeah. get physical games on PlayStation Four, but I don't know. It's just not you the don't same, the is it? Nostalgic. You don't get the manuals. No, exactly. Take us back to the nineties. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to segue from that into our new news story this week about the most chilled prefecture in Japan. How can you? How can you make a segue, Pete? Go on, you're a genius.
2: Listen, um the um, how important the artifact is in our lives. It takes us I'm doing gonna do a Dom Draper here. It takes us back to the person, the people we were when we were young and when we didn't have a trouble a problem in the world and we were relaxed and we were chilled. I'd like to go back to that time. I'd like to go that that space. Chris Where's the most chilled part of Japan? Hey, well done. It kind of pulled it off there. Thank you. A, uh, yeah, Thank very you. methodical. I've not done radio for a long time. Very methodical.
1: <laughs> yes, we have a new story this week on the most chilled prefecture in Japan, the place where the folks in their 20s are the most free from any worries, which is a rare thing in Japan. People are always Mm. quite anxious and always worried about something. But uh, in a questionnaire conducted by the Brand Research Institute, 16,000 Japanese adults in their 20s were surveyed about what they were concerned about. And unsurprisingly, Mm. the most uh, common response was low income, with 41% of responses. But Mm. uh, the study revealed the prefecture in Japan where people are the least... Worried about things. They're the most sort of chilled out. And now I want you to guess where it is. Go. There's 47 prefectures. Which is the most chilled? Right,
2: okay. Or city. It's got to be Okinawa, hasn't it? It's got to be Okinawa, because it's like everyone's a beach bum down there. (laughs) (laughs) Surely. It's a good guess. I think most people
1: would probably guess that, including myself. But no. Take another guess.
2: Okay, um, where is the devil's washboard? Where did I go a couple of trips ago? Um, in, in Kyushu, Uh Kyushu. No, not Kitty Kyushu. Um, in Kyushu. Um, where's that big bear from? Where's that big silly black bear Kumamon. From? Kumamoto. Kumamon. Kumamoto. No, yeah, but, I think it's
1: Kumamoto. But very close, very close. I'll give you one more chance and then I'm going to have to shoot you and throw you out the back of the plane. Uh,
2: is it... Uh, Nagoya <laughs> Nagoya No I'm afraid
1: It is Fukuoka
2: Nagoya's bloody miles
1: From Kumon Ah uh, what Fukuoka Your favourite city In Japan
2: In the world It ever. is You love it don't you Good And now oh, look, It's got a lovely mix Of city life And boozing And everyone's Bloody lovely The street food's Brilliant Oh man I love Fukuoka well, When, I
1: when, when you... I when I interviewed Hyde the, uh, the rock star Japan's biggest rock star Last year uh, I asked him in a bit of interview that I didn't actually feature, I asked him, like, where's your favourite city in Japan? What Where you got? Where do you want to recommend mm. people to go to? And he said, Fuku, Fukuoka, for the food and the nightlife and the people. And, uh, mm. yeah, apparently 40% uh, aren't worried, aren't uh, don't have any worries, which is quite an impressive statistic. Mm. 40% of <laughs> folks in their 20s in Fukuoka are just laid back. They're not worried. They're not on the edge of their seat like everyone else is. I wonder why that is, though. It didn't really kind of dive into why in the study but that's just the answer they got i guess people are just maybe chill they're at.
2: thick <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe everyone there's thick i think <laughs> it's to do with
1: the weather and it's just kind of fukuoka is kind of seen as the the kind of startup capital of japan like it's up and coming it's one of these places right. where people are starting their businesses i think there's some sort of good rates there for businesses but it's just kind of like it's got a good temperature all round it's got a bit of a beach culture like the uh, the city mm. of Fukuoka has a really nice beach just on the waterfront there so you can be in the city one mm. minute and be out on the beach the next and uh, you know from there I think that's the closest point to the island of Tsushima the uh, where well, the video game is set so there you go in mm. Fukuoka have some Hakata Tonkotsu pork broth ramen and then get on the boat to Tsushima and Pretend you're in the video game Run around in a samurai suit <laughs> Samurai armour Wave the sword around <laughs> Live the dream Works for me <laughs> <laughs> Definitely
2: But <laughs> I, it Sounds bloody lovely
1: right now I'd Love to go back there But it's so f- far away right It feels like the edge of the earth From where I am uh, So But I'm going to be passing through there For Journey Across Japan 3 So Might have a chance to go through mm. it again Might have a chance uh, One place we were recently Last year, it was Mount Fuji, and uh, also this week, Toyota has announced they're building the City of the Future, a 175-acre smart city at the base of Mount Fuji, which they've dubbed the Woven City. Why do you think they've called it the (laughs) the Woven City, Pete? I
2: don't know, because, I mean, presumably they're all about, like, electronics, so surely you would call it the... The robot city or something like that. Robot they're city. Just, I have not it's a clue. A to robot be city. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why? is it called woven city? Because it's you with all the answers. It's about
1: weaving together technology and humanity, Pete. And nothing to do with fabric. Nice, no, like it. When well, I read it. I thought oh <laughs> they're going to make fabric or something. Wrong. They're gonna, yeah. apparently they 're going to test out lots of technologies robotics, smart homes, artificial intelligence with a starting population of three hundred and sixty inventors uh, and families with young children to test and develop these technologies, eventually housing two thousand people um, they 're going to have like lots of self driving cars in the city as well which are going to be powered by hydrogen fuel cells uh, Toyota's banking that hydrogen fuel cells are going to be the sort of the power the energy of the future to power cars. Um, right. But it's, it's a pretty cool idea Like the photos of this place Look phenomenal And they've got this um, This little Kind of like little bus Called an e-palette Which is used to like Transport people around And um, The buildings are made to be uh, Carbon neutral They're made of wood The rooftops mm. are all going to have photo, Photovoltaic panels To generate solar energy And uh, apparently The the vegetation is going to be grown Without soil Using some sort of Hydroponic uh, Technique which I'm not going to pretend like I know what that is.
2: Uh, but it looks pretty... No, it honestly, looks pretty it's cool. weed, it? It's, it's how weird. they grow weed in, in, in lofts, in it? And they're all going to get high
1: <laughs> and ride around in the self-driving Head shops. Cars. But uh, it looks yeah, really cool. Exactly. There's a lot of these cities springing up yeah. in Japan at the moment. They're all. There. It's like the new trend at the moment. Lots of cities are becoming smart cities um, and being very vague about mm. it. But this one is actually the first one that looks like they're really going to do it, um, given that Toyota's backing it. Uh,
2: Toyota, mm-hmm. Japan's biggest company,
1: so they're not short of
2: cash. But uh, what do you make I of it? Which, I wonder which side of well, I wonder which side of Mount Fuji it is because it kind of looks like. <laughs> uh... In the sort of Kofu uh, region, obviously, my favourite football team are, are there. Uh, J-League's just kicked off once again, oh, so yeah. the, the season is upon us once more. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it looks very, very pretty, the artist rendering. I, I Now, these days, right, I can't tell the difference between, you know, when you see like an architectural <laughs> um, uh, model of something and a real... Uh, a real house because the the kind of draft renders that they do are so good I was like I was looking at houses um, recently uh, down in down in Leon and there was one and I was like oh this one looks amazing let's get (laughs) this one this one looks like affordable look how clean it all looks and my partner pointed out that it hadn't been built yet and it was just a drawing I was like oh no I've absolutely fallen for it hook, line, sink are terrible I love how idealistic they always are the um it's sort of renderings, right? Because they have to make it look amazing, way <laughs> yes. better than it's ever going to be. Like a big multicultural, kind of multi-ethnic wonderland in these kind of things. And everyone's happy and everyone's like having a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, it always
1: looks very idealistic, but the uh, the final version's not quite far from it. But uh, yeah, I'd love to go to this place. I'm all well up for the future. Get me some self-driving cars. Get me an e-palette.
2: Well, no, you don't want that because in the last video with you and Ryotaro Ryotaro jumped out of a moving oh, golf yeah. cart, pretending to get run over, and nearly got told off by a hotel staff member. I forgot, about I forgot about that. Terrible.
1: That was brilliant. Yeah. Was thinking,
2: how did I forget about that? Not yeah, they uh,
1: went to the inn with had a self driving cart that takes you to your room at a painfully slow pace that could. It felt like being in a cut scene for a really crappy video game because I was sitting in the back of the car. Oh, it's Half Life. Half Life One. Like Half Life One. It was just waiting to arrive. Half Life, but Ryotaro was the protagonist and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was quite surreal. And there was there was also, when I took it out of the video, a um, like a, a gondola that went up the side of the mountain that took us to the room. A really patronisingly small gondola oh, nice. that went up for like <laughs> 10 <laughs> seconds. Um, really quite an impressive place, <laughs> yeah. That was a cool inn. And it was only like $250. <laughs> Brilliant. Couldn't believe it. <clears throat> Get a good bang for your buck at a Japanese inn. Mm. Uh, before we dive into the fax mm. machine, uh, we're going to take a quick bake. A quick bake.
2: Back in a minute. Whoa, hydroponics, baby. We're gonna get bacon 411. Oh god, back in a moment. Since Amelia! Sweet Mary Jane. (laughs) Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you
1: can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: This week at Sukarnov. On Clash of the Titles, things got a little awkward when Alex, Vicky and Chris discussed the Incredible Hulk going to the hairdressers. Have you never had a
1: haircut? and gone that is not what I asked for. I can't remember what it's like to go to the hairdressers. <laughs> oh, God, sorry, sorry. That's triggering, sorry. That's on me, move, yeah, absolutely. Bit, yeah, that is on you, yeah. Absolutely, I didn't, I forgot... I forgot Because
2: we haven't seen you For such a long yeah. time We forgot you've got no, <laughs> no hair I'm still so.
1: Yeah, It hasn't grown back <laughs> Magically since okay. the last
2: <laughs> And over on Football Ramble Presents The On The Continent team Have been keeping you across All the European knockouts As well as a possible title race In League 1 as well Icardi
1: can be so frustrating Because he can be Just one of the most Impressive finishers But you know When he's not quite on it He's kind of like The David Blaine of football Like he spent a lot of time In a box Not doing anything
2: Fine Clash of the titles And Football Ramble Presents on your Favourite podcast player And listen now All that And a whole lot more At Stokano We are back
1: From our bake And now We're going to dive Into the fax machine What do we got In the facts machine this week Mr Donaldson don't laugh at me don't laugh at me
2: if I can even see the screen in front of me man I'm so baked Uh, dear Chris and Pete (laughs) I wanted to share a strange celebrity sighting my partner and I uh, had uh, when we were in Japan in August 2019 as we were mentioning uh, such things in the last episode we were wandering around uh, Shibuya and came across the Freaks store uh, which had a huge cardboard cutout of Matty Matheson who was a local Toronto celebrity chef we were surprised to see such a reminder of our home Town, so we popped in. The staff ladies were nice but also super giggly. We thought it was odd but didn't know if it was something we were doing or not, uh, so we left as we didn't want to offend it. Just a few steps out, we noticed three huge bodyguards and two tiny people. It was Justin Bieber and his wife Hayley Baldwin would you believe Um, he was putting stickers of his clothing line uh, on walls and posts nearby Uh, but when his bodyguards heard me say can you believe that we (laughs) can you believe that we are from Toronto but it took us a flight to Tokyo to see Justin Bieber (laughs) they hurried him into a big SUV so fast that I thought I dreamt the whole thing I truly don't care about Justin much but there's something so funny about this little Canadian corner in the middle of Shibuya I've attached my creepy photo from afar you can see JB in his neon yellow crocs ridiculous um he's wearing like kind of like hockey socks as That's well hailey and also one of his bodyguards giving me some super suspicious side eyes the guy uh who is looking after justin bieber looks statuesque <laughs> magnificent i wouldn't mess with the guy uh yeah love the show hope you're keeping well uh, katie fantastic uh, message from katie there uh just stalking justin bieber in uh, in um yeah shibuya people always fantastic. call me out
1: for my dress sense but he's taking the piss there's hockey socks and yellow shoes. <laughs> Come off it! I'm immaculately well dressed yeah. in comparison. I, I don't know how I'd feel seeing
2: Justin Bieber down the street of Shibuya. I don't really. I just, I just. People who sort of travel and work and can, you know, I'm feeling very trapped at the moment. I can't go to Japan. I really want to go to Japan. I want to go visit China. I want to do Korea again. I want to do Taiwan. I want to sort of um, go back to the places I've been and enjoyed, and I can't. But I imagine. And you sort of hear on the grapevine that if you are minted enough, the world is is your playground. You can kind of get around a lot of the rules. You can sort of get, you know, Rita Ora can go to Australia to do a TV show for a million dollars. You know, I reckon Justin Bieber can probably go where he wants. So I don't don't like his life. It seems a bit (laughs) miserable uh, that that everything's kind of come a bit too easy you know not a bit too easy but you know what i mean like he's on Shibuya. he's not really appreciating it and it's just another town that isn't you know los angeles where he probably resides um and, and but i do sort of go i i imagine he could probably go to any city any country in the world and and just and just do it because he's justin bieber so he may be wearing stupid yellow crocs but i do want to be him right now because i reckon he could probably travel wherever he wanted right now Justin Donaldson. I mean, what I don't Justin
1: understand Donaldson. is there's a line that Katie said right. He was putting stickers of his clothing line on walls and posts nearby uh, when his bodyguards heard me say, "Can you believe we're in? We've come all the way
2: here to see him." What was he doing? What, what does what does that mean? Putting stickers? But is is? I mean, he's probably I, the the company probably got him to uh, you know. Uh, or up Shibuya Or something for some kind of stunt I don't know Oh he's probably just been a dick I don't know (laughs) Reminds me of the time I had a lot of stickers in his carry-on He went to Anne
1: Frank's house And left a diary entry saying I hope she would have been a believer Do you remember that?
2: Oh yes Believer yes Yes Hopefully he's grown up since then. Fucking hell.
1: We got one here. Hello, Chris (laughs) and Pete, from a fellow Chris. Upon hearing the Tinder dates drama on your previous podcast last week, I thought I'd comment on my own experience. My first incident uh, was on a date with Asato. I love it. It's just bad. Take it out My date with Asato. Everything was going well, and we had finished lunch, and then she asked me if I'd eaten enough, and I wanted to show off my basic Japanese. Uh, So what I wanted to say was, Unakai-pai. Literally, I'm full. But the thing that came out was knucker oppai, literally stomach big breast <laughs> making the girl making the girl burst out in laughter I guess you could call it a Freudian slip keep up the great work lads from a fellow Chris oh dear easy
2: mistake we've all done it oh we've all oh, done, done it uh, yeah. especially if you buy one of those because um, you can buy opie pudding can't you from uh, oh, oh, I certainly have in, in of course the past you have, yeah. bought those little kind of like pre those custard tarts that are uh, it says op pudding and they've got little nipples on them it's you know it's pathetic but it kind of works buy a few yeah, take it them that. back yeah. home melted
1: in your suitcase <laughs> <laughs> Opie pudding <laughs> oh boy uh, uh,
2: uh, uh. Fantastic. Uh, we got a message uh, from speaking about uh, seeing a, a picture of Tom Hanks and also Justin Bieber. A lot of... Is uh, this celebrity pockmark. this series? What are you laughing at? Just, What are you laughing at, you? Just, I think it's the celebrity... Um...
1: Yeah, carry on.
2: Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Hi chaps, uh, regarding the most recent episode of the podcast when you discussed celebrity encounters in Japan, uh, I thought I'd let you know about the time I I met Sean Williamson, aka Barry from Eastenders, in a bar in Fukuoka back in 2016. You may have seen him in Ricky Gervais' extras too, or singing at the pool, singing at singing at the snooker. Um yeah. How do we to the international listeners describe Barry from Eastenders? I don't watch EastEnders, but I know Sean Williamson. Uh, yeah, yeah. British he's British TV he's actor, sort of like... Actor, he, he would, a
1: bit of a... a yeah. Deal.
2: Yeah, good good actor but he 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 just it's like it's like he it would be a bit part character the the comedy relief in a TV show like Days of Our Lives. That'll do. Does that make yeah, sense man. in America I suppose? Or just or, or just a, a terrible Mexican um telenovela. Uh, I cannot uh, for the life of me remember the name of the bar but I have vivid memories of walking in and one of my friends immediately shouting Barry from East you tank. <laughs> He actually looked quite happy that he'd been spotted and made small talk with us while we went to get served. Um, Though, intriguingly, when we asked what he was doing in Japan, he replied, well, you'll have to wait and see, and gave us a very self-assured look, <laughs> uh, which was interesting because I don't think I've ever seen or heard of him <laughs> since that <laughs> encounter. We left him to it and decided not to bother him for the rest of the night, but he was a really nice guy, and it made me wonder if he's ever appeared on Japanese TV. I realise this anecdote is deeply pointless. It'll mean nothing to our listeners outside the UK, but I thought you might be amused to hear it, and maybe Chris can fill us in on whether Barry from EastEnders is a beloved actor <laughs> in Japan like he is in Britain. All the best. Keep up the good work, Ben. Absolutely. <laughs> Whenever you ask any kid in
1: Japan Why they want to be An actor or actress They always say Because of Barry Barry from EastEnders Barry from Williamson From EastEnders oh, I love that line though What are you doing here Sean Well You'll have to wait and see Well, And then nothing you'll have to wait and see won't you <laughs> I know <laughs> I love that. Whenever i when I go back to the UK I often uh, get spotted by people and they come and say hello. And next time someone asks, Chris, what are you doing back in the UK? I'm gonna go, Well, you're gonna have to wait and see, aren't you? And then just sort of <laughs> give them a wink and walk off and well, nothing was going to happen.
2: I'm being I'm being investigated <laughs> for tax for tax problems.
1: Oh boy. You'll have to wait and see. Good old Sean Williamson. That's <laughs> a fine rounding off there Fantastic. for all the celebrities we've encountered. Mm. Justin Bieber in a shop putting stickers on a wall Tom Hanks with sober and Sean <laughs> Williamson getting drunk in Fukuoka fantastic keep the stories coming guys if you yeah. meet any other uh, celebrities in Japan let us know at the Japan podcast at gmail.com keep them coming to the facts Machine but for now no matter where you are out there in the big wide world uh, we'll see you on Sunday have a good one
2: This was a Stakhanov Production and part of the ACAS Creative Network.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince has the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.